Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Final Show Films. I'm Sen, your executive producer here, and I want to thank you all for tuning in. Particularly, uh, I want to thank all of our supporters on Patreon, uh, and uh, especially our $25 tier supporters on Patreon, uh, who are Jeffrey and Alexander, Samantha Bates, Catwater Flame, and L, without whom we wouldn't be able to do nearly as much of the things that we do now. So, uh, thank you all for your support, uh, and if you're watching live on Twitch, uh, please sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Warhammer 40k Wrath and Glory Under the Steel Sky. I'm William, or Shawnee, and I'll be your game master for this campaign set within the realms of the Warhammer 40k universe. Now, before we get rolling and I introduce our player characters, I wanted to say a few things about the campaign we're about to be engaging in. Uh, the Warhammer settings, both fantasy and 40k, have existed for a very long time, and they're both massive and sprawling and have a lot of preconceptions that have sort of become part of their reputations, both for people who have only heard of them and for a lot of people who are deeply engrossed in them. So I wanted to establish some things. Uh, the 40k setting is very dark and gloomy and full of tragedy. It is the origin of the term grimdark. Uh, for a lot of people, the public perception of 40K is that it's a depressing place where nothing nice happens and there are no good people. And that perception is definitely backed up by a lot of what people see out of it. The action is epic, the gore is gratuitous, and the people are often jerks at best or complete monsters at worst. As a war game, that does its job and it doesn't really need to look much deeper than that, which shapes a lot of people's ideas of what the setting is. You see giant space marines fighting demons and you see orcs and you catch a tagline of In the grim darkness of the far future, there is only war. And you got a pretty solid idea what you're in for. Um, but there's a lot more to the setting than that, which is what I'm hoping to explore here. Uh, as a storytelling tool, 40K is at its best when all of that grim darkness is used to surround a light that it makes shine that much brighter by comparison. There's a reason why, as 40K fans, so many of us love the Salamanders or feel for the Lamenters or proudly exclaim, Cadius stands long after its destruction. In all of the grimdark and all of the depressing bleakness, these bright spots stand out because 40k is excellent at delivering the message that no matter how bleak things might seem, there is always some goodness in the world. And no matter how outnumbered it might be or how hopeless the fight might look, it is always worth fighting, even if it's just to see another day in spite of it all. And that's the kind of story I'm hoping to tell with all these lovely players who are here with me. So over the course of this campaign, I as the narrator and a lot of my characters are going to say a lot of things and express a lot of shitty, bleak opinions about humanity and the world around these player characters. My hope is that the story will do an effective job at showing how they're wrong, or even if they are right, how it's still worthwhile to fight against those outlooks. I never want to make my players more uncomfortable than they're willing to be, and I trust them to help me out if I push a little too hard in expressing the darkness around them. If you as a viewer feel like any of these situations are a little too harsh, please feel free to take a break and come back at your own pace. Above all else, this is a story and one that I hope everyone here can enjoy. So with that said, let's go ahead and introduce our players, starting with Jack. Hey everybody, my name is Jack. I'll be playing one tech adept, Aristarchus Dactyl of the Adeptus Mechanicus. And Mara? Hi, I'm Mara. I'll play, be playing Tina, uh, an orc. <laughs> <laughs> and Holly? 
Hi, I'm Holly. I am playing Blair Hart, a human ganger scum. And Jeremy. Hi, I'm Jeremy. I am playing Remy Mera, uh, who is human. Yeah, all of that 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 Holly just said. Yeah. Same, same, same that stuff. Uh, and Sen? Then I'm playing Ceres Artinos, an inquisitorial acolyte. And joining us for the first time on Wednesdays, we have Julia. Hi, I'm Julia, usually a GM on Monday nights. Uh, I am going to be playing Loroel Fire, an Eldari Corsair. So, let's dive right into it, because we're running a little later than usual, but let's try and get as much as we can in our session tonight. So... Our camera f- begins in a room that smells strongly of antiseptic and disinfectant, a clean, as much as it can be kept, operating theater uh, with a, a several different tables set out uh, with various tools and equipment. And standing in the center is a lone figure in a, in a bright sky blue robe surrounded by a small flock of servo skulls as one of them Beeps for a moment, and a feminine voice plays over a Vox speaker. Aristarchus, you have two more patients coming in, a couple of gangers up from the sump. See what you can do for them. And a pair of... Right, you um, I guess. And, and a pair of uh, medical servitors begin to wheel in a pair of humans. These are your last patients for the day. After you finish working on these, you're done for the evening. The medical servitors are constructs, humanoid amalgamations of vat-grown clone flesh and machine that is basically the humanoid shape of a torso attached to a gurney uh, with the set of wheels in the bottom that the, that the servitor controls, wheeling in a pair of human victims. Aristarchus, what does the tech adept who is going to be working on them look like? Uh, Aristarchus has two uh, green lenses over his eyes uh, at first glance. Uh, They're a little offset until you realize that he's actually wearing a monocle and the other eye has been entirely replaced uh, in the socket. Uh, And he's got stark white hair that's just swept back over his head. Um, And as he bends over these two to begin his diagnostic and evaluation, Both of his hands, gloved, of course, uh, are delicately beginning to pull back uh, in order to to show what's underneath that he can utilize in his in his evaluation. And then a third limb kind of snakes out over his shoulder with a number of instruments extruding from the end. Uh, He's got a augmentically uh, attached appendage. Uh, that he utilizes for his uh, medici practice and the robes are well kept uh fairly neatly tailored some of the some of the mechanicus go for the more sort of flowing imposing uh kind of kind of cut aristarchus tends to prefer things that don't get in the way and don't get risked being uh dragged through somebody's body cavity or tangled up in uh in other uh, tools and and mechanisms, so his stuff is pretty tightly tailored and and cut 
to to fit his very slim body. This man does not pack much in the way of muscle. Uh, but he's got a number of tools and other uh, a data slate and a and a combi tool uh, hanging off of his belt, uh, just in case something comes through that needs a little bit more of a tech adjustment than than a biological one. And as you as you look over these two injured gangers, uh, you don't recognize the male. However, the female of the of the pair, uh, you recognize their outfit and attire as that of one of the Hostile Hearts gang. Uh, one of the uh, the gang of one individual Blair Hart, uh, who you have been known to have an association with in the past, and who occasionally has her people sent to you for specific treatment. The other one looks to be a random ganger up from the sump who got caught up in something bigger than he probably is worth. Uh, both of them appear to be dangerously injured, but not um, complexly. It looks like they're in life-threatening status, but the but the medical work should not be too difficult to correct. Um, uh, he'll, he'll definitely get started on treatment as soon as possible, while also, just from his own curiosity, trying to see if he can sort of piece together what these two got wrapped up in that put them in this state. Mm-hmm. So as you're, as you're looking around, um, it looks like they've been in a firefight. The, most of their injuries appear to be from bullet yeah. wounds and a couple of knife slashes. Um, but the... The thing that stands out most is the one is on the ganger that uh, you do not recognize. Um, There is what appears to have been a scalded brand in the back of their shoulder. This appears to have been not related to the the fight itself, but it's some kind of unique designation that stands out from everything else about them. They have this odd rune emblazoned on their on their left shoulder which appears to be um composed of a uh a pair of uh curving sickle like shapes um connected by a single crossbar um that seems to be not familiar to you in any regard but speaks of some kind of odder organization this that kind of branding tends to be unusual for typical gangs uh, he'll wave over to the the closest servo skull. Yorick, take a scan of that. Send it to my data slate, would you? And while you work on that... And just dig in on fixing these two, yeah. And while you get to work on that, the camera shifts to a uh, downhive bar. A little bit of a little bit out of the underhive, but still very low in the city where uh, a very obviously out-of-place individual is sitting very nervously. Uh, uh, what would norm- someone who normally is trying very hard to not look like they are who they are, it's very easy to tell when someone is coming down from the upper hive because they look way too clean. This individual, uh, this, this, this man is nervous and jittery and trying very hard not to be known that he has come down here, especially to a bar that is known to be adjacent to a black market obscura den. Uh, and the bodyguard standing directly over their shoulder with her uh, with her auto gun constantly at the ready certainly does not make them stand out any less. But 
they look up and seem at least immediately relieved when the person they've actually come here to meet for their fix begins to walk in. Remy, what do they see? Uh, give me, I'm sorry, give me like 30 seconds. All right, well, we'll, we'll come. Um, <laughs> yes, please. Yeah, go, go to somebody else. We'll come back to that I, in just Dynamite a moment. ended 15 minutes ago. That's fine. Come back to them in just a minute. At a different bar, further down, actually in the Underhive, closer to Cannon Square, one of the popular tourist traps of the city, if there could be such a thing to be said. Another door kicks open, but much less friendly as an individual walks in with another person tied up in a rope, dragged behind them, kicking and screaming. Uh, A bounty being brought in as the tender of the bar looks over, finishes cleaning the, the, the glass they were working on and sets it down. Well, I wasn't expecting to see you back so soon, Blair, says the woman behind the bar. Well, that was relatively quick. Uh, who is bringing in this bounty, Miss Blair? What do they look like? What do you look like? She is, she's of average height. She's about uh, 5'8". She's very muscular, upper torso, uh, very curvy build to her. She has long purple hair pulled back into a ponytail with blue highlights. And she has a sword at her side and a large auto gun um, in her other arm. And she wears a lot of blacks and reds with a scar across her left shoulder. And her logo, a heart with two rifles overlapping um, at her side. As you walk in and just flop the uh, the captured bounty onto a bar stool, uh, the bar the barkeeper looks down at him. Well, I wish I could give you better work than uh, just catching uh, tab jumpers, but at the very least, she says as she reaches down into a bag into under the counter and pulls out a bag and sets it on the table. This should be enough thrones to keep you and your gang in food for the rest of the month. So, at the very least. Thank you. Next time, please try to give me a challenge. I'll do my best. But uh, at the very least, oh, well, looks like one of yours is coming around. uh, As uh, Talia begins to run in, uh, looking for you. Uh, Blair, you're going to want to come quick. What happened? Uh, apparently Yaz got in some kind of firefight. Uh, they've already brought him up to the Medicaid, but you're probably going to want to come check on her. All right, let's go. Uh, come on. And the two, as the two of you leave. Yep, yep, Jeremy? Yes, I'm good. All right, so now we pan back again as so, this, 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 this individual looking antsy looks up as their contact walks in. What do yes. you see? So, uh, he, Remy is fairly sh- uh, short. Five, eight, Maybe. Um, uh, the first thing that you probably really notice about him is his shirt. It's impossible not to notice it. It is the loudest thing about him. Um, it is like a purple dress shirt with this white and or like yellow and violet floral pattern over it. Um, that you can see even over the the sort of long coat that he's got on. Um, he has a tie that is just a little bit, lo- like a little bit of that 
you know, it's at the end of the day, you've lo loosened the tie a little bit. Um, uh, uh, sort of uh, dark reddish hair, uh, uh, fairly greasy, goes down to about just a little bit past the ears. Um, about a couple days worth of uh, uh, facial growth. Um, uh, like the the Warhammer equivalent of jeans. Yeah. Jeans. Um, yeah. Like yeah, loafers. Spelled with a Z. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Jeans, jeans and loafers both with Zs at the end. Um, J-E-N-Z. J-E-N-Z. He doesn't Jesus. have any visible weapons on him. Um, the closest thing and what really kind of counts as a weapon for him is the, I'm sorry, was it hand box you said? Hand box? A hand box, yes. Yeah. The hand box that he's got that he is currently in the process of talking into as he walks up. Uh, and he, he he's saying like, listen, listen, Carl, you got nothing to worry about. I always hold up my end, right? I mean, when was the last time that I failed you? Okay, well, that doesn't count. That was the, the goddamn steel watch was breathing down my neck. Either no, there was nothing I could do with that. So you're fine. I, you get the money by like the weekend, maybe maybe early next week. Is all. It's just been a little crazy than usual. Okay, you're good. We're good. Okay, yeah, yeah. Say hi to your sister for me. Yeah, you too, prick. So he's to walk over. See this guy sits down. Hey. Uh, hi. What yes. What's good here? Um, I, I know you don't know. I'm just. I. I was. I, I was just asking to take the take take the take the 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 edge off, right? Yeah. How you doing? Um. Well, it's been a little crazy in the upper spires recently. Watchmaster and the arbitrator is getting up in arms about weird things happening. So I could really really use something to take some of the edge off. Yeah, what else is new? Or is this more than the usual? I mean, uh, something's going on with some of the houses. I mean, everyone's, no one's really certain what's going on, but I think, as far as I know, I think someone got up in arms about one of the mercenaries with the houses and Really? Some kind of fight started, and I, arbitrators are getting angry. Watchmasters making noise. Wouldn't happen to know which houses, do you? Oh God, I think Tandris was involved, but I don't think. I don't know. It's it's all a bunch of noise, and as far as everyone's concerned, it's just getting loud. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it, look that kind of thing. It's going to happen. You're going to be fine. Don't worry. I got you covered. And while this is going on, like under the table, I I I, I am slipping over and holding out my hand, waiting. And yeah, you you feel a pouch yep. full of thrones pressed into your hand, and immediately it's gone, and something is 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 placed is left remaining. And yeah, the uh, the the obscura pipe that was handed across, uh, he grips tightly and. Thank you very much. I should get out of here before anyone spots me. I mean, you. How long have you been? How long you been waiting? 
Last 20 minutes. Wait five more. All you right. don't want you don't want to get up immediate listen. It is gonna be a lot more conspicuous if you get up and you walk away immediately after I sat down. You gotta use your head. You've got to think about this kind of stuff. All right. He looks over his shoulder at the bodyguard who just shrugs and is obviously holding a gun to deter right. anyone who might want to interfere. Yep. So now get me a drink. Uh, unless you want to, unless you want me to, unless you want us to just sit at this table and do nothing, which is even more conspicuous. The 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 noble, which is clearly what they are, just waves right. over, waves over somebody to get them a drink, and the camera cuts away to the high spires, the top of the city, the noble house of Tandris, as. The Lord of House Tandris, Lord Malton Tandris, walks out to a balcony to greet his retainer, mercenary, bodyguard, many things. But he walks out to look over the view of the city and just, without looking, says, So I hear there's been a bit of action going in the Underhive lately. What do you know about what's been going on? And the person responding... Laurel, what do you look like? Laurel is roughly six foot ten, uh, has icy blue eyes and fiery red hair pulled up into a bright and tall ponytail. Her armor is white and green with accents of red, uh, currently a cloak about her. Um, hanging from her hip is a vicious sword and on the other side is a las pistol. Uh, she has a small scar just on the left side or her left cheek and one of her ears is knocked. And as she looks down at her purveyor patron boss, she simply says mm-hmm. it seems that a lot of the monkeys have gotten riled up. I apologize. I believe a lot of the uh, lesserborns have gotten a little riled up about things. It's nothing I would say you need to convince yourself with, concern yourself with. Mm. Well, nonetheless, I'm probably going to have a job for you shortly. An old contact reached out to me this morning. There's an envoy from a rogue trader coming in who's going to need your assistance with some investigation. I can do that, of course. Uh, what exactly does this entail? It entails journeying. It, it entails journeying into the Undercity. I suspect there's going to be some danger involved, which is why I need you as the person most capable of keeping this envoy safe. Babysitting. Got it. Well, you'll probably see your fair share of action. Oh, undoubtedly. Have you been in the Underhive? Not recently, but I know what it's like. In any event, they should be here shortly. Fantastic. And then the camera shifts deep, down deep into the Underhive, into the forgotten sections where few humans even know to go. 
where a pile of ramshackle scrap that begins to form a small village is inhabited by a small tribe of the Xenos known as orcs. Hell yeah. In particular, one in particular is fiddling with a flamethrowing device that they that they have in their possession, adjusting valves and readjusting tubing when another one steps up, dressed in heavy black armor with uh, a red pauldron with spikes on it, a big heavy chain chopper in his hand and a slugger in, in, on his waist. This is Dregbonk. Oh, poor unlucky Dregbonk. Mm. Um, I, uh, um, Tina, I think uh, Big Mech Dig Tinker's looking for ya. Yeah? Okay. Tina, what do you look like? Tina is small for an orc, which means she's like five foot three, two, somewhere in there. So very small, compact, dense, uh, in a ah, like, Wolverine size. I like yeah, it. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. In a red and blue jumpsuit and Uggs. Uh, and a fluffy, sort of warm aviator's hat situation. Um, yep, that's pretty much it. No scars. I think some, 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 something about the Yumi's and the weird stuff going on. All right. So, All right, you know. get up. Make sure I have all my stuff. If I, I might finish if I have anything else to tinker with before I go, but head over. Yeah, we just head over to the mech shop. Yeah, you, right. You, you walk over, minion scampering behind you. Wait up, boss! I don't really slow down. Maybe slightly. <laughs> minion tries to run to keep up. Uh, you walk into the mech shop and Big Mech Dig Tinker, the, the, the boss of the Dig Tinker tribe, uh, is working on what appears to be a large vehicle, some kind of truck, uh, ramshackle made of a variety of scrap metal, but with a large roaring engine that is slowly Ooh. burning, burning out. You can hear the growl as he works on it. Ooh. Uh, and as you walk in, Rah! took you long enough, Tina. I was waiting for ya. Sorry. Right. Well, got a job for ya. You's the one that tends to be able to work with the Yumi's more than most without getting into a fight too much, you know, just as much as you need to. Right. Well, something about the gangs is getting riled up. And uh I wanna know. Where the good fighting is, so we can have our kit ready for the next big scrap. You know what I mean. And I can't do it if they's not talking to us. But it seems like them. Um, we'll see. What's the name? Hostile uh, Arts Gang, whatever he's named. Uh, he's getting wrapped up in something bigger than themselves. Not a lot of them, but uh, he's getting caught up in the fights. Last I heard, one of theirs was taken up for them big docks up the city. Mm -hmm. But uh, he's going to be back 
soon. And I want you to figure out what's going on. We need to know where the fighting's going to happen so we can have our boys in. Right. Now, last I heard, there's another git who knows what's what round here. You can typically find him in, what's the Yumi bar, not far north of here, up, up a couple levels. Likes to hang around where them Yumi's get themselves all sogged up on their fancy weeds. Fuck me. Remy, think was the name. Right. Find, find Remy, and they'll be able to find you to the hostile arts. Right. It's up to you. Now get going. You've got an admirer, Jeremy. Wasn't Remy. It was, it was definitely another name. <laughs> no, he said Remy. Nope, nope, nope. It was like... Um, he said Remy. Uh, uh, Ryan. Uh, Remy, no, no, I heard what I heard. Regis. Your, your name isn't Remy, it's Jer. That's all. <laughs> I heard him and he said Remy. Right back. I don't know. It was something. But you get going. Mm-hmm. And the camera shifts again to the suborbital space dock as a lighter is setting down. As the uh, the ramp descends, a single human walks down with a staff in one hand. As a servo skull, again, one of these small constructs made out of the upper half of a human skull with a variety of machines and impeller fields keeping it afloat, hovers down and a video signal uh, is displayed uh, as the face of one Gerfried Eckhart is displayed. All right, Saris, this will be your first task on your own. I've already made contact with a friend of ours. He's aware of your position, but due to everyone around, is obliged to keep up the rogue trader facade. You'll be seeking out Lord Malton Tandris of the House Tandris in the upper high in the upper spire. They'll be able to point you in the right direction of what's been going on and find the seed of corruption that I know is present on the world. Your task is to root it out and exterminate it. Use whatever allies you need to accomplish this. Um in my experience, is there anything I need to say other than yes, sir, in response to this? You can ask any questions. If there's any questions you have, you probably want to ask them now okay. because communication will probably be difficult. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think of how to phrase it. Uh, operational parameters, my lord. Anything off limits? Understand that while I am not present on the planet, my pull is limited, but you are given full operational operational freedom for whatever is necessary to see the job done. You'll be operating mostly on your own, huh? Of course. Uh, anything I should know going into this meeting with Lord Tandris? Their mercenary is a Xenos. Be prepared to work with them. Eldari, if I recall correctly. It's a slight twinge in the, in, in the one visible eyebrow. Ah, 
we um, have greater foes at stake. Yeah. Uh, is there anything, anything that? Sorry, I'm distracted. Is there anything that my character would know to ask that I, the player, am forgetting about? Um, probably most things that you would that you would need to know. You've probably already been filled in with. So just the operational parameters stuff. You've probably asked everything that you need to. But for the moment, what does the person stepping off the ramp and having this conversation look like? Uh, so Saris is stands at uh, at um, right at six feet tall. Um, short cropped, uh, short cropped, silvery white hair uh, that seems uh, that is sort of cut, buzzed, buzzed almost to the scalp on the sides, and then cut short in a militaristic haircut style on top. Though currently hidden beneath a broad brimmed hat. Uh, with a uh, eye patch covering her right eye, where you can see just the tips of a burned scar coming out from underneath it and off to the sides. Um, wearing dark brown leathers uh, that are basically a carefully uh, a, a carefully adjusted uh, flak armor or flak uh, flak flak armor um, flak jacket armor. Um, that is designed to look for all the world like a uh, envoy's attire rather than armor. Um, decorated with all the accoutrement of a rogue trader's envoy um, uh, and carrying a uh, staff that is as tall as she is with all manner of electronics uh, on it. The Imperial... E uh, the Imperial... Um, Aquila. Uh, Aquila. Uh, Aquila. Aquila? Aquila, Aquila. It doesn't really matter how the you Imperial pronounce it. Imperial Aquila, uh, the Imperial Enchilada on the top of it, uh, with a mounted with a with an Imperial Eagle, uh, and the banner of the uh, Rogue Trader House uh, hanging off of it, um, and talking to a service girl. Uh, very pale skin, uh, uh, skin the color that is skin that is a particular version of ashen pale that is known to originate, uh, known to belong to those who originate from Holy Terra. Um, and, uh, uh, gray and, uh, gray eyes. Um, uh, if there's nothing else that I need to ask, then it will be done, Lord. I've secured an air car for you that will take you directly to House Tandris. Not... May the Emperor guide your steps. And I assume the thing, the video winks out. It winks out, yeah. I will begin walking towards the thing. Um, do I, what is, do I, I know the name of the rogue trader house that I belong to? Yeah, it's House Eckhart. It house is Eckhart? established okay. as, a, as a name. Cool. Yeah. Good, good. And um, do I know of this area, if, if House Eckhart has, has uh, territory in the system? Uh, this system is on the very verge of Ultramar. Um, the rogue traders have deals here, but most of the most of the actual planetary governors in this region uh, are beholden directly to the Imperium. So you, no one owns this planet except the Imperium and the planetary governor who runs it. Um, it probably has the most close ties with any one faction. Would be the Ultramarines of Ultramar. Gotcha. Um, but other than that, not really. Uh, yeah, and I will head to. Wherever my uh, waiting craft is and board. And so we cut back to the Medicaid facility uh, as Aristarchus is finishing up working on these two uh, these two gangers. Um, roll me a Medicaid test. 
Difficulty three. All right. Uh, Okay. We don't input a difficulty, just result. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. Did you roll? So difficulty three would mean that you need three successes to succeed? Hey, that's exactly three. Mm. three And it's also a wrath critical. Ooh. Well, because what you rolled a six does on that the mean, die. storyteller? So, <laughs> when one rolls a six on on the wrath die, the single red colored die out of the out of the list of black ones, a number of things happen. First of which being uh, that the party gains a glory. So, yay! Go ahead and raise that up to one. The glory we, counter is now one. I will do that. Did we not start <laughs> with the glory for it being the beginning of the? No, every the glory begins at zero. Okay, our wrath just starts at Oops. one. Yeah, you start with two wrath. I oh, two wrath. Oh, there it is. Okay, it's updated. Yeah. Uh, but when you score a wrath critical, uh, you get a point of glory. And if it was in combat, you would also have scored a critical hit. But for now, it just sort of means that you have succeeded with exceptional relish, which means that you've managed to stabilize both of these individuals without any real difficulty um the uh both of them are breathing just fine uh however the thing that you know is that if there's an injured hostile heart in this medicaid facility it means that very shortly you're going to have a visitor all right well let's get you all cleaned up then and uh let's see uh Vitellius, you're on sweep duty, so uh, get this blood mopped. I reckon, you lot, that uh, Ms. Blair will be by at any moment. So uh, look sharpish. And and, And not even a few minutes later, Blair marches her way into your operating theater. Uh, we're playing a little fast and loose with time here about when things got because it's a long it's a long no trek words. from the underhive to up into the Medicaid, but accommodating for it. Uh, Blair, you enter the scene as uh, as Aristarchus is cleaning up uh, his facilities and getting everything cleaned up from finishing up the operation. Oh, is she? Oh, she's breathing just fine. I wouldn't be too concerned. You can have a look if you like. Mm-hmm. Uh, she'll walk over. Are these both this... yours or just the what? You. Sorry, <laughs> the accent. You know, I only employ females. I mean, on the books, sure. But, you know, it comes time when a lady needs some subcontractors or deniable assets, I presume. I don't know entirely how things work down high, but my way just of wasn't saying, sure I don't if you were previously is. acquainted. All right. Well, that's fine then. Uh, have I had a chance to look over that brand on his shoulder and see if I recognize it or know anything about it? Um, you can roll me uh, what skill do I want to make that? Uh, that scholar yeah probably scholar all right what's my difficulty on this one uh we're gonna say three okay nice um 
there's a thing that stands out to you. The shape is, while not unheard of for a variety of different groups, it puts you a little bit too much in mind of um, practices that are considered prescribed, the act of branding in general, but especially a mm -hmm. symbol that is entirely just curvatures and not like any kind of obvious mm -hmm. denotation or marking um yeah. is uh a little bit speaks of something that is perhaps a little bit dangerous as far as the as far okay. as the common the common clientele goes um well and you're not now that now that that's Blair a mark that's you're not you're not certain whether that mark was forced on him or if he accepted it the second one probably okay. worse right He's not conscious yet, right? No, he's 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 well sedated. Okay. Right. Yep. Well, since this lad's not one of yours, uh, might be interested in you knowing what your girls are tangling with, and he'll just unceremoniously grab the guy by the back of the neck with the medic, uh, the medic guy, dendrite, and just lift him up so that that brand is clearly visible. Do I recognize this at all? Seen anything like this before? Uh, go ahead and roll me. Uh, go ahead and roll me scholar as well, just in case. This is going to be difficulty three as well. Wait, how? Oh, I didn't hit the difficulty. No, it really doesn't matter. I think it's just oh, doesn't matter. Oh, okay. Okay. target you'll, number. You only have the you only have the one die in scholar. Yeah, that's it. Okay, so yeah, uh, you don't know enough about this marking. Uh, you haven't. You probably you haven't seen it before. Um, if it is some, uh, some kind of new gang mark, you haven't seen much of the gang that wears it. Um, you but... should have more than that because you just rolled the wrath die and nothing else. And no, you always here. have. You always roll at least the wrath die. Yeah, if, they, if, if she just has an intellect of one and no ranks in scholar, that tracks. Oh, it does. Okay, cool. I thought you would still get the one of intellect. Uh, no, you don't. You don't get a. You don't get a glory unless it succeeds. Unfortunately. Uh, okay. <laughs> we can't get glory just by failing over and over again. <laughs> Quick, start stacking. It's not going to stop me from trying. I know. <laughs> <laughs> what? Failing over and over again, or getting glory? <laughs> Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you, you're not familiar with it, but it does look weird to you. Yeah, um, she'll she'll look at it for a while and say, "I've never seen anything like this." All right. Well, closer to the source, usually the best place to start asking. But uh, I'll see what we've got in the archives if they'll give me clearance for the archives. After last time, I'm sure we can work out something. Uh, Yorick crackles with uh, incoming Vox signal, and once again, the no. uh, the voice of the Magus Biologus comes over. Uh, Aristarchus, you have another visitor. It's turning into a bloody conference in here. Yes, well, this I one. I mean, you'll... yes, mum. <laughs> this one you'll this one you'll want to pay particular attention to. They come from one of the high houses. Oh, all right. By all means, anything we can do to accommodate. But as this group 
walks in, mm-hmm. rewinding slightly. As uh, Saris, you arrive at House Candace. Uh, the servants, uh, you make your you make yourself known, and the servants let you in, and uh, you are walked into a lavishly appointed stateroom uh, with a massive long table built for meetings of uh, several dozen people at once. But sitting at the far end of it uh, is Lord Malton Tandris, uh, who is a by the by his looks you would say middle-aged but that doesn't mean a lot for nobles because they have access to rejuvenat treatments and other things to extend their life expectancy um but he's got a full beard uh with a little that's black with a little bit of salt and pepper in it um and wearing a long dark coat and a military cap that speaks of his military experience um on based on your briefing lord malton tandris as the head of house tandris um, is a military veteran with a long career and plenty of honors behind him. Um, but uh, standing at his side is an Eldari, uh, who you have not seen before, but matches, you were told that he had an Eldar bodyguard. Uh, but as you enter, um, you, uh, uh, Malton Tandris, uh, looks up as you enter. Ah, you must be our envoy from the good rogue trader Eckhart. Um, two questions. One, I know the rogue traders are sort of outside the Imperium line of command. Um, would I still offer the, like, as an envoy, would I still offer the traditional, like, salute, whatever, to ex-military or no? It's a point of respect. Like, you don't have to, but it's 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 a good, it's a good thing to do to get on a good foot. Yeah, to, to maintaining... Uh, relationship will, you know, offer salute. Um, do I know what his rank was? Uh, he was a major. Right. Major Tandis, pleasure. And never, uh, the one I focused on him. I see the Eldari, but I'm not looking or looking at or acknowledging the Eldari. I understand that you're here for some particular investigations for your rogue trader, and there's the subtle undercurrent that you pick up that says, we know what we're talking about here, but we're yes. keeping up appearances. Yes, Lord Tandis. Uh, there seems to be some bit of supply disruption occurring with trader with rogue trader Eckhart, uh, and he's curious about ascertaining the source and dealing with it as possible. The, uh... And she pauses for a second. Scheduling and uh, not scheduling. Um, the shipments that we have been having pass through your ports have been a bit chaotic as of late. Understood. I do have a lead for you to begin with. Uh, from my sources, the Medicaid facility of Medicaid Primus recently picked up a uh, unique set of, set of individuals who have been coming up from the sump with unusual markings they've been showing up infrequently but you'll likely still be able to find one if you head down to medicaid primus primaris and speak with individuals there i will send you with my bodyguard as where you're going danger will be apparent i appreciate it lord tandis hopefully my it is tandris with an r by the way Tandris, yes. 
Was I not saying Tandris? You're saying Tandis without the uh, R. I think the R is just slurring into the IS. Um, <clears throat> of course, Lord Tandris. Hopefully my meager experience will be of some benefit. This is Lord O'El. She will be adept at keeping you safe. The the uh, the the eye finally turns to look at the Eldar. Loruel, a pleasure. Saris. She'll simply nod. Now, as I'm unfamiliar with the territory, would you mind terribly leading the way? I don't mind at all. She will lead and, uh, not so much idle chit-chat, but uh, definitely giving instructions as walking through territories and not so much, like I said, not so much idle chit-chat, but avoid there. Uh, only go there if you want to be killed. And just little bits and bobs as they walk through and head towards the Medicaid. Uh, yeah, and I will give as, as respectful a goodbye as I possibly can and head that way. Um, and as you head off, the camera shifts. Uh, Remy, do you smoke low sticks? Uh, yes. So you're Absolutely. outside. You're out, yep. you're outside this bar enjoying a low stick. Yep. Um, when you hear the sound of a ganger going... What the fuck? What the frack are you doing? Ah! I'm immediately looking that direction. And uh, you see a ganger of uh, the Wastelanders, one of the one of the popular gangs that tends to try and help run things in here in the underhive, in the lower sections of the hive, tossed over a railing and disappear down the massive, like, thousand foot drop to the bottom of the, so to the hive. Uh, and approaching you, uh, is an orc. You know rumors that there is a small... Are you waving? Yes. <laughs> yes. Please. Uh -huh. Awesome. I've asked around and I know you're Amazing. not Amazing. There's a... You, you've, you've heard rumors that there's a small tribe of orcs that live at the, like, the bottom, bottom of the hive city that the enforcers and the gangs have had a really hard time trying to burn out. Um, this is the first time you've been approached by one. Uh, they are bigger than you thought they'd be. Right, right, right. So I look up, look over where the guys got thrown. Am I going over there? No! Hey! Hello! I, um, if I lose the accent entirely, uh, <laughs> there was an accent? Tina! Hi! Tina! Hi! You're Remy. I might be... <laughs> It depends. I heard you know. Hang on. What did I? What did Tina takes a second to remember what she was told? Looking, you're looking for the hostile hearts gang. Hostile hearts gang, and that you know how to find them. Interesting. Who told you that? My boss. Your boss. Yup. Right, which, Flixes, it, which is not a little bit disconcerting. Which, which is yeah. which is which is not a little bit disconcerting that your name is in the head of an orc leader. <laughs> oh, yeah. absolutely. But yeah, um, and why so would you, you? You knows what's up. 
Remy might. Do you? Why? Why are you looking for? You and Remy, the the shirt. I mean, I might be. Look, there are a lot of people that wear these kind of shirts. This is a whole fashion thing up here. It's a new trend, but it's. Catchy. I haven't seen anyone else. I was like, Tina, you have seen no one else wearing a shirt like. Like that. I said, it's a new trend, but it's catching on quickly. You're gonna see it. It's it, it it's just down that way a little bit. It's kind of where it starts. Regardless, why are you looking for them? Because there's a fight going on with them, and I want to see. We need. I want to see what, where the fight fights them? are starting. Yeah. You want to. You want to fight them. Uh, no, I want to fight the biggest thing. Yeah, as far as far, as far as how this works, as far as far as you know, the 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 hostile hearts is not the biggest gang. They're right. not they're no. not the big people in this right. fight. Yeah. So yeah, so I'm no. I'm I'm aware that's how your whole thing works. I get it. But well, like, how'd you know? there are big there. You know what? Well, we'll I will explain that later. They're not the biggest gang, so mm. why are you looking for who they're fighting? Yeah, or like who's messing with them? I, I, I'm gathering information. All right, your name's Tina, right? Yes. Tina, hi. Nice to meet you. I'm Remy. You're Remy. <laughs> but you didn't know that till now. Yeah, I did. No, you didn't. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> it may be. I want to watch the buddy cop drama. This is the best right. buddy cop movie. I'm that so has excited. Ever yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it may be that I know how to get a hold of them or how to find them at least. Cool. Um, and I'm yeah. gonna have to make a few calls though. Right. I'm assuming. Do I have a con- like? Yeah, you got. You got a people, lot of the gangs around. Yeah, you here, you've so. got people who know people in the gangs. In hmm. fact, you probably have a contact in the wastelanders who probably keeps tabs on the on the hostile hearts specifically. Okay. So I'm gonna need. I'm I'm going to need to make a few calls. While we do, uh, this is gonna take a minute. Why don't I don't know? Do you drink? Not I have water. Never... You drink fungus like... beer. Fungus beer. That which sounds... is a thing. Which is a thing that orcs make specifically. That yeah. sounds delicious. But let me expand your palate a bit. We're gonna go in here. We're gonna sit down. We're gonna make some calls. You're gonna buy me a drink, and we will figure out. Oh, that's gonna end well. Do I have where money? to find? <laughs> You have teeth. You That's your money. money. Yeah. You money. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, as long as we get the drinks, Revy don't give a shit. Um and we we will we will find the hostile hearts for you. All right? Great. Awesome. Come on in. Look, nice teeth is a fiat based currency. If you don't take the teeth, I will fiat you over it. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say it's more of a threat than a currency. Yeah, it's a threat. <laughs> Which I'm very good at. Gotcha. So yeah, I I'm going to I'm going to call my contact. I will buy my new best friend a drink. Yeah, so you you walk in, the bar immediately like freezes. Like everyone in the bar is like, "Fuck, there's an orc walking in here." And 
we don't have the guns to deal with it right now if it starts a fight. Which means I'm feeling pretty <laughs> secure at this moment. Which is doubly so because it's holding a flamethrower. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, and so you walk in, you slap a handful of big, of big sharp teeth on the, on the, on the counter and say, get me a beer or get me Two whatever. beers. Drink. Apparently I'm supposed to drink with Remy. And the bartender who has probably interacted with you specifically at least yeah. once before looks up, knows better than to talk about how teeth aren't money here and just swipes them down. We have, and, always takes we have, them. This we have one glory zero ruin right now, right? Six ruin. I start with an I start with a number six of ruin equal to the number of players. Six ruin. That's sweet. Lovely. That's great. <laughs> Love that for you. Um, but uh they just start pouring a couple of beers because they know that there's there's two reasons to pour beers for the orc. One, the orc doesn't get violent, and two, if the orc likes you and somebody else gets violent, the orc can deal with them. Uh-huh. You're the best, Bobby. Uh, we're just gonna be over in my office pointing to the table that I that that I normally frequent. Good luck. All right. Sit down and I am making a call. Uh Holly, can you type your character's name in the chat for me, please? Mm-hmm. It's in the last role that was made. Oh. It is. Never mind. We're good. So yeah, you make a call to your to one of your contacts in the wastelanders. Yep. Hey, Remy, what's what can I do for you? Hey, uh, I've got a real, real time specific, uh, a time intensive question for you. Uh, if I wanted to find the hostile hearts, how would I go about doing that? Where would they be right now? Uh, go ahead, just to see what your relationship with this contact is right now. Go ahead and roll me a, uh, let's call it cunning test. Difficulty. All right. I, 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 I appreciate that. Uh, cunning. So one, you're not, you're not on the best terms with this guy right now. Fair enough. (sighs) Why are you looking for the hostile hearts? Uh, so I have an opportunity for them that they might be very interested in. Yeah, you I said promise, that to me last time, I, too. And I, I promise too well, did this it? is not like last time. Okay, last time was not my fault, and you fucking know that's not my fault. You always say that. It, it, it wasn't, and you know it. The time before that, that was my fault. I misjudged how certain insinuations would be taken. This last time was not my fault. Regardless, just think about it this if If this opportunity were to go to somebody else and they find out, they might be really upset about it. So fine. But, know, maybe, maybe, maybe you want them angry at you, but you owe a favor, not to me. You owe Avon a favor. I look up at the orc. 
watching. I've been watching you the whole time. This is fascinating. <laughs> big giant jaw with many sharp teeth. Yeah. <laughs> How big a favor? That's up to Avon, but probably just getting some things because we've been running short on stuff for a bit. Oh, that's fucking fine. I don't give a shit about it. Yeah, sure. All right. Last I heard, some of the hostile hearts got caught up in a fire in a firefight with some new gangers. Uh, one of them got injured and was taken up to Medicaid Primaris. So if you go there, you're damn sure likely to find Blair because she checks in personally whenever any of her gang gets injured. What kind... How bad was the firefight? I need to know what kind of mood I'm going to be walking into. Well, the the person the person in the, in her gang, as far as I know, was the only one. She was only injured. Uh, there were about six people killed in that fight. So they won. Oh yeah, she she came out on top, but she wasn't the only person in that fight. All right, that's not so bad. So where 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 is this? Where is this doctor place? Head up to Midhive, head to Medicaid Primaris, you know, the uh, big hospital for everyone. All right. You are the best. Thank you. Good luck again. Yep. Hang up on him. Fucking asshole. All right. Good news. We bring, I know bring, you you realize bringing an orc into the Midhive is dare yes. is very uh, dangerous. Absolutely. That's why I'm saying good news. Um, we know, I, I know where I can find them. Here's the thing. I don't know that you can go there. So I'm going to have to get him and I'm going to have to bring him to you. To pass the message along for you. Maybe I can set up a meeting with them with you somewhere. I don't know how suspicious Tina is because uh, this sounds like it might be someone trying to foist me off a little bit. There's an know. insight skill, right? Yeah. I feel like go I ahead, should do that. Go ahead, go ahead and roll insight. And yeah. uh, Remy, I feel like you want to roll cunning here. Or deception. I don't know. <laughs> uh, no, I, got nothing. I mean, he's being honest. That's the thing. He's not lying yet. Um. Uh, I uh, I will take cunning. Um. Yeah, that's accurate. I I have one insight. Four <laughs> explains a lot about Tina and a critical success. Sweet. Okay. Oh, yeah. So yeah, you get it. We you get to add another glory to the counter. Woot. You're welcome. Uh, but yeah. Um. <laughs> the uh. They seem genuine enough. They're probably too scared of you. Humans tend to be. All right. Where... Sounds like an arrangement. I'm just going to hold out her hand to you. This is how you seal a deal. Yep. Just... Uh, I will hold out a hand somewhat. As... This is just going to be a... You're not going to like... You know what? No, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, this orc's hand can take the entirety of your forearm <laughs> yeah. into its grip. Crunch. 
Yeah, orc feet are bigger than human feet. That's why it's five foot three. It's small for right. an orc, but <laughs> for all of you. But in but in but in conversion units, yeah, she's about eight foot tall. Yeah, <laughs> shake your hand firmly but gently because I know you're fragile. Thank you. Um, where should I, I wait? I mean, you can wait here. I don't think it's going to be that fucking long. Um, unless there's someone somewhere else. If it takes, I tell you what, you wait here. If you got to go somewhere, just tell Bobby where, where you're headed specifically. Gotcha. Like specific address. Because otherwise I'm going to have to run right. all over the hive for you. And I, I don't want to do that. Right. I'll leave a trail. <laughs> Sounds great. All right. I will. I am going to go find your gang for you. I will get up and I will head off. Never saw Remy again. I'm <laughs> <laughs> fighting the first ship off this fucking planet. <laughs> yeah, the, pro- the, pro- the problem with not doing this is your name is now known to en- multiple orcs. Yes. Right? So, like I said, two off is multiple. Planet. <laughs> no, no. I, I'm just going to go where I was told they were. Yeah, so you head that way. Yep. Ramping forward a little bit in time. Uh, back to Aristarchus and Blair. Uh, as you're waiting, uh, in walk, two figures. Uh, one is uh, dressed in, like, off-world traveler outfit. Big, big, uh, ro- big like, cloak and hat with a big staff they're walking with. Uh, eye patch on one eye. The other one is an Eldar. Uh, Has Aristarchus heard of House Tandris's retainer? Once, yes, you you have heard that House Tandris does keep an Eldar mercenary on retainer. Once we're like in the hive proper, like indoors, the hat's probably is like in a bag. So. Mm. Let me be the first to extend to you the welcome of the uh, Medicai Primaris. And Aristarchus is going to step up and over to uh is it's laurel 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 up to laurel and you just see the mechadendrite kind of drift over slightly in front of his face and a couple of screens pop out Mm -hmm. and i'm going to do a full as much of a full uh analysis on this eldar because this is probably the first one i've ever seen up close almost certainly was i given a name of this uh mechanicus uh the the person that you were like when you came in you had to talk to whoever was at the front reception and they pointed you to this specific um uh surgical theater uh you were given the name of the adept who runs it is aristarchus dactyl adept aristarchus the human in uh interjects Go ahead and roll me a Medicaid test. Okay. <clears throat> while you're, while um, you're... Can, I add, can I add an additional uh, one to this since this is more of a diagnostic? Yep. Cool. You're using your diagnoster in full, so. Four successes nice. on that. <laughs> you're getting a lot of you're getting a lot of cross-reference uh, information that is relevant. Um, 
a lot of this matches up to what you've read about Eldari uh, in in the the information that you that you've had access to as a member of the of the Ordo Biologus. Um, they have a crystalline bone structure, um, and uh, from what you can tell, uh, their their resting respiratory rate is many times uh, slower than that of an average human. Uh, this is some of the things that you're picking mm-hmm. up. Yep. Right. Aristarchus will be mumbling slightly under his breath. It's a bloody efficient respiratory system you've got in there, love. All right. Uh, yes, sorry, that's me. Um, Pleased to make your acquaintance, Miss Knot of the Hive. Sarah Sartinos, envoy to the road trader Eckhart. Pleasure to meet you. Does that mean anything to Aristarchus in terms of social status or anything? Uh, rogue traders are the people who are authorized by the Imperium to make money in whatever way they can. They often have massive empires because of it. A rogue trader visiting a planet is sort of like a foreign prince walking in. But this is one of their envoys. So right. roughly that status. Okay. Yeah. Welcome to the Hive. Uh, pleased to make your acquaintance. What brings two so illustrious figures in? And Aristarchus sort of starts moving over towards the table where the patients are. Probably, I don't know how obvious it would be, uh, trying to draw their attention away from Blair. Mm-hmm. Uh, I. GM, I would like to take a look around the room to see what and who all is present, just as a matter of course. Uh, just to see what, I mean, you can see everyone who is here, but to see okay. what you train in on, go ahead and roll me uh, your... Investigation? Investigation, yeah. Or, uh, no, awareness, actually. Awareness? Okay. Roll me awareness. I would like to do the same thing. You can as well. Uh... Two successes and one exalted, so four successes. Yep. Uh, you can also gain another glory. Oh, and also a crit, yes. Sweet. Glory pool is up to three. Uh, Lorowell, all of this is beneath you. You have you have no reason to pay too much attention to any of it. Um, Saris, as you look around, you notice there are two injured gangers. Uh, you notice the live ganger who shares the colors of one of the injured ones um, and the several servo skulls that appear to be uh, probably native to this operating theater. Um, you also <clears throat> notice, uh, because it's quite obvious because of how the body's been positioned, the unique brand on the shoulder of the male ganger. Do I recognize it? Uh, roll me a uh, scholar. Any bonuses? Uh, plus one. This is your field. All right. Uh, scholar. One bonus die. Two successes. Two successes is enough. It was fairly. And this one more sim- glory. Oh, uh, one of those glory. Right. Yeah. So Sorry. four. We're at, we're at four glory now. Critting all day. Uh, so this symbol is comprised of a pair of sickles attached by a bar. It's not exactly, but it's very close 
to the iconography that is associated with the Chaos God Slanesh. Which doesn't necessarily speak that there is actual chaos activity here, but does speak that there is at least something less than ideal going on. There is definitely something heretical at, uh, hidden underneath this city. Right. Something smells like heresy. Um, question. Again, a question that Saris would know. I would not. Um, is this would I I I I feel like this individual would be more important for to keep alive for questioning. Does Saris feel similar, or is her instinct to cap him in the back of the head? Uh, <laughs> While she still can. <laughs> you your your immediate suspicion is that someone this low on the totem pole probably knows next to nothing and is worth about as much. Ah, okay, good. Uh, in that case, uh, yeah. They're they're basically a pawn for whoever's running this. In that case, uh, she'll turn. Oh, she'll turn to uh, uh, Laurel. Uh, pardon, I'm not a particularly good aim. Would you mind uh, killing that man, indicating the one with the brand on his shoulder? Uh, and as you as you take a second look at that brand, Laurel. <laughs> Yeah, that's instantly recognizable to you. That has a long history with your people. Yep. Uh, Laz pistol is out. Scroll me an attack real quick. He's 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 prone. I, there's no way he can stop you. I mean, the gun could explode. Yeah, if you get. <laughs> I use a Laz pistol. Uh, they didn't have your full thing in. Uh, set your skill attribute to BS agility. Okay, try it again. There you go. <laughs> the defense. The defense was one. Would you like to shift uh, that extra exalted icon for more damage? Uh, yeah. Kill her. Splat. Uh, so roll your roll your damage uh, with an extra bonus die added. And how do I do? So the DBD, and then hit the red. And then so in the DBD, bring that up to one over to the right, and then hit the red die to roll damage. Uh. Yep, so uh that's nine damage. Um splat. Yeah, he he's not wearing any armor, he barely has any any resistance right now. That is enough. You just sort of aim the weapon and this like scintillating beam of light of light energy just burns a hole through his chest. Uh so as as the gun goes off, Saris is walking towards uh the the remaining group. Uh uh with uh with Ignoring the presence of the laser beam and the dead body, uh, good adept, if you would kindly begin any sort of cleansing rites that you might need to perform for your operating theater, you see that individual there would be a chaos-tainted heretic and is the thing that I was coming here to find. That gentleman specifically? Hmm? Yes. Well, him and the rest of his ilk. You see, uh, Road Trader Eckhart's shipments have been encountering some bit of difficulty coming through this hive city and the port above. Uh, and the difficulty in specific pointed us towards the existence of chaos-tainted heretics within the hive. Uh which I have come to investigate, and you have so handily provided me 
quite a bit of information on. We do not suffer those of Slanesh to live. You so specifically, Lorowell, even saying the name Slanesh is dangerous for an Eldar, which is why oh. you sort of you, you you refer to them by a moniker typically, which is she who thirsts. Or the or the or the fallen prince, the dark prince, and so on and so forth. Because the fear is that even saying the name Slanesh draws its eye to the Eldar. So uh, to recant, we do not suffer those who follow Sheathus to live. Right. Well, and uh, Aristarchus goes to his uh, his belt and pulls out this uh, heavily engraved container of that he flips open and there's just all these small pots of uh solvents and lubricants and that sort of thing and he's going to use his sacred machine oils to uh cleanse his operating room yep it, it's uh <laughs> it's simple <laughs> enough you right but there's a very like he he puts it off on one side on one of the instrument trays flips it open makes a gesture of reverence and begins a very ceremonial procedure yeah. uh you know he's speaking in some language that i don't think anybody else here understands uh, yeah while while that's going on i then direct my attention to the two other living humans in the room one of whom is unconscious so one of whom, oh one of so to the one that's the one that's conscious uh pardon me we haven't yet been introduced sarah sartinos onward of the rogue trader eckhart and you are Blairheart. And would you happen to be uh, a companion of the one that we've just shot or opposed? Please. I hope you say opposed. I'm not exactly sure what's going on, but I believe opposed. Good. Uh, then in that case, could you please explain why you are here in the same room and what sort of information you might have on this individual? Lorowell is leveling that uh, last blaster again, just, just in case. <laughs> at the ready. Well, this one, and she she will point at the unconscious one, is one of mine. And yours are? The Hostile Hearts. Sarah makes a mental note of gang named after person's last name, uh, but doesn't say anything on it. Which Only... then immediately clues this person in as leader of said gang. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the individual relation to the other uh based on what you were told by uh by um as i forget the name Talia. by talia uh they were in a firefight so definitely not friendly oh, okay yeah uh they were in a fight <laughs> tentative ally uh <laughs> good would you happen to know where? Does she know where? Um, lower down in the in the underhive, uh, somewhere between um, somewhere between the borders of Wastelander territory and um, Veritas Mortis territory, or Mortis Veritas. Uh, down in the underhive. Look over at uh, Laurel. Are you familiar with the underhive? Laurel, you've probably wandered it a few times. It's usually the place where you have to go when there's violence to be done. Um, you're not the most familiar. Someone who lives down there would definitely know the roots better. I will say that I'm not unfamiliar. 
capable enough to guide or no? I believe so. Sorry. To, clarif to, to clarify, she was referring to you. <laughs> if you were capable enough to guide. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I believe so. Yes. Looks back over at the other. Well, then. Uh, I see from your from the way you carry yourself that you are something of a fighter. Yes. What would it? What would it? What would be required to purchase your services? What would you be offering? Uh, the easiest thing to offer is throne guilt. You yeah. can just offer. You have you have thrones of plenty. Yeah. To okay. offer an uncountable sum of throne guilt. And what would you be asking? Accompaniment, bodyguard, and additional guide work as needed uh, in the pursuit of the remnants of points at the headless one, this one's associates, and the eradication thereof. All right. Which is, as far as you're concerned, basically, this person wants to pay you to wipe out this gang that shot up one of your gang members. <laughs> to do what I was going to do. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, GM, yes. Is there any like protocol for um, the Eldari to report something like this to others? Or I mean, it, there normally would be, but you're part of a. You are a corsair. Uh, the only people who would really care to hear from you are your coterie. So, and they haven't seen you in a while. So, and, theoretically, uh... but not anyone that you immediately have contact with. At this point, I think Aristarchus has finished his rites and is just staring very directly and intently at Ceres. And it is at this point, with a blasted body on a table, uh, an unconscious ganger on another table, and a stare down between an Eldar, a mysterious stranger, a tech priest, and a fourth and a third and a third ganger, that Remy walks in. <laughs> <laughs> It's like the Spider-Man meme, but way worse. Yeah. <laughs> Remy's got the best luck in I the like world. to think Remy walks in just to hear Aristarchus say, well, you know there, miss, if you got that amount of guilt to be throwing around, we could see about replacing that eyeball of yours. <laughs> Remy turns around and walks back out. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I might take you up on that offer, actually, Adept. Um, in a moment. Uh, if that's suitable for you, could I ask the two of you then to wait for me outside? I just want to discuss some medical procedures with our mechanicus here. I'll be waiting in here. One of my girls is in here. I'm waiting in here. If it's a matter of privacy, uh, we've got a wee bit of a chamber down the hallway, if that would work better for you. And, uh, hi there, fella. At the retreating form of Remy. <laughs> I'm out. Yeah. That was like, like 30 seconds ago I said I walked uh, okay. out and conversation continued. I'm not uh, in the okay. building. Well, then that's yelled down the hall after you. <laughs> <laughs> As Remy, you hear someone shout after you as you're walking Just down the hall. A floating skull comes following after. <laughs> right. Servius, <laughs> so, go see what that lad needs. 
Remy, as you're walking, a servo yep. skull begins to hover out of the out of the Medicaid facility and starts to come towards you. Can I help you? As I'm just wa- I'm I'm walking to wherever the immediate outside is. Yeah, it starts to, it starts to beep at you interrogatively, but you don't. I speak don't speak mechanicus. to you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't speak to you. I don't speak to you. Uh, but yeah, you're uh, gonna have to clarify that a little bit for me. Aristarchus will take Saris down to you know whatever the version of a consulting room is it just it just it just continues to follow you as you walk outside okay Remy. yeah no I am just waiting outside I can conduct my business when whatever that whole thing <laughs> is finishes up because <laughs> that was too many people that might kill me in one room <laughs> Look, I'm I'm fairly certain that the corpse and the unconscious one weren't probably going to kill you. You probably. never know. Probably. Kills <laughs> you. We have a, a bigger problems. Anyway, did Jeremy's character? What can we help you there with, Miss uh, Miss Saris? Uh, so once we're in a different room, isolated from the others, Saris uh, pulls up the eye patch to reveal a perfectly functional eye, um, uh, and and in doing so, reveals a. Uh, uh, the sewn insignia of the Inquisition on the other side of the eye patch, which the 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 symbol of the Inquisition is a a stylized eye uh, with three crossed bars uh, and a skull set dead center in it. Um, in this particular case, yeah, like this is the letter I, yeah. Uh, the the in this particular case, it is engraved in silver because you are an agent, not an actual Inquisitor. Yeah. Um, but, uh, that is an immediate symbol that everyone in the Imperium knows and knows what it means. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, pleased be your service then, I suppose. <laughs> Flips it back down. Yes, and, uh, I, actually, I would, because we are heading into dangerous territory against potential cultists, I would like to requisition your services for the duration. Good adept. All right. Uh, do I have I ever been requisitioned before, GM? A couple of times, usually by the Magos, but like, right. it's, it, considering this is supposedly an Inquisition I, agent, the Magos right. probably won't have any complaints about it. Right. Or if they do, they'll keep it to themselves. Right. Uh, I've already. Shall we? Uh, pa- I've already pulled out a communicator and have forwarded the Inquisition the Inquisition requisition okay. request to your to your superiors. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh. It just so happens that my Magos said that those two bodies were the last of my uh, duties for the day. So, I presume that places me entirely at your disposal, ma'am. And for the foreseeable future. Well, we have had a lovely I don't know. Dinner at my family's house is in two nights and they might expect you there. We have ha- we have just had a lovely conversation about the potential applications of various prostheses to my missing eye, which we will consider consulting at a later date, if I understood. Crystal clear. Kind of like your comrade's bone structure. Hmm? Yes. Rather, well, shall we? And Aristarchus is like, well, this is turning into an interesting day and also, follows Saris out. It's going to get more interesting, don't worry. The Onyx Path is just raided with a party of eight. Hello? Hey! 
part of the mess on the overlay. We're not quite finished constructing it yet. Loroel <laughs> is standing right outside the door to the right. Which door? The door that we exited through, or the door that the, the door, the door of the room you guys. Okay. Okay. Yeah. In case you need bodyguard. Yeah, bodyguard. Well, you're a quick and sneaky one. I'll give you that much. Well, Tandris pays me enough. No. Right. Laurel. 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 The good mechanicus is going to be joining us uh, as medical advisor and person of some expertise, if you wouldn't mind. I will lend my services to all of you then. Much appreciated. No, I think it's going to be a bit more the other way around. If uh, you happen to get tangled up into something messy, I'll be there to try and patch you up, I suppose. And he kind of wrinkles his 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 eyebrows over his monocle and ocular implant as he suddenly realizes I've never operated on. Uh, anybody who's not human before this might be interesting she will give she will mirror the same look of mm, i don't know if i want that touching me uh. <laughs> <laughs> so noted a thing happened in the intervening time between remy making their way up and this all occurring uh tina yeah while you were waiting uh-huh um, you notice a thing. Cool. Uh, which is there's so there's a there's a series of highways in the underhive that lead like up past checkpoints, and some of them lead up into the main body of the city. Mm-hmm. Um, Fancy roads. While you're while you're sitting around, you're sort of watching things and looking around. One thing you pick up on is a series of trucks. Uh, that begin to move down the road in a convoy, which wouldn't normally be interesting to you, except for the number of people hanging off the sides of those trucks with guns. Mm. Interesting. Uh, and as you look, you see that, as far as you know of the of the Hive City, um, they're heading up some of those routes that head up to the mid-city. Ooh. There's probably going to be a fight that way. Ooh. Well, also, that's where, also, that's where Remy went, so... Yeah, I'm going in the same direction. Okay. Uh, I'm going to stop by the bar. I'm going to tell Bob, was it? Uh, yeah. That I'm, uh, I'm, I'm going to follow the trucks. If Remy comes back and asks. Bob, who was like, I, that's not... Okay, sure. All right. Excellent. You're the best. Have a good one, Tina. I'll give him some more teeth. He's earned it. <laughs> he just takes the teeth. Do you do you take teeth that you had saved, or do you punch a few teeth out to give to him? I'll get some. No, don't worry about that. I'm gonna get some more teeth soon. Guys, <laughs> <laughs> hanging off those trucks look like they had mouths full of them. Yeah. Human skulls or loot boxes for orcs. Exactly. Uh, and then I'm going to follow after the trucks. Uh, so yeah. Um, fast forwarding a bit. Uh, Remy. Yep. 
you're standing outside. Yep. Probably having a low stick while you wait. Yeah. uh, Across the street, like a little bit down because those people I'm trying to avoid, like there's one person there I need to talk to. Everybody else I'm trying to avoid are going to be coming out that door. So I'm not like right next to it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Roll me awareness. Okay. Uh, Awareness. Uh, I think that's two. That's four, actually. That's four. Sweet. Yeah, because you, you have a crit. You have your wrath die, which will give you another. Uh, right, right. Another, another glory. You're racking up some glory today. Yeah. We need to get it. I need to get into a fight. <laughs> oh, oh, believe me. Um. Uh. So you hear three engines that begin to simultaneously close in on this point in the street from different directions. That's not good. One of them is behind you. Okay. I am, is there somewhere, a doorway for me to duck into, just get out of the way? Yeah, like you can, like there, there, this is, this is a busy street with like, there's, there's two main roads and then the one behind you. Um, and uh, there's like there are housing blocks everywhere, so you can just like find a door and just duck inside of it. Perfect. And I'm you watch, just keeping an eye out. Then cover up. Mm-hmm. Uh, you watch as three trucks converge on the Medicaid Primaris facility from different angles, from every road angle, and people with guns get out of them anybody familiar to me uh roll me uh or investigation sky, like what gang any any yeah yeah just roll me any investigation idea. real quick to see how much you can pick off of them uh hold on i'm checking one thing here really quick oh wait what what should our glory count be at right now five it's out five. Should. yep is five because remy also Got one and then I got one, which was that was four. after the five was, and then yeah, well, it was four out. Yeah, I don't know. So we should be at six, I think. No, I think we're five because there were some, there were some glory rolled that did wasn't successes. <laughs> oh, sorry, Jeremy, go ahead. No, you're good. You're good. Um, <laughs> Misa t- intellect based soul kit to notice, uh, recall or notice something about the tar, blah 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 blah. Okay, I still don't know exactly how this works because system, but can I use my deductive talent in addition to this? Uh, yes. So yeah, okay. yeah like uh, we'll we'll call using your deductive talent will help out with this a lot. So just go ahead and make an intellect skill okay. test of your choice. That would be appropriate. Uh, I mean, that would the the one that will probably be most appropriate i think it's just i just roll intellect though right uh intellect based skill intellect based skill test okay so so investigation probably either investigation or scholar great that's enough so yeah uh 
So let me read the full text of deductive real quick. Um, so well, how it re, um, uh, to recall or notice something about a target, target can be anything from blah, 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 blah. It can be anything. When you pass the test, the GM may give you information based on the skill you use to make the test. You also gain plus rank bonus dice to any test made against that target that utilizes this information. And you okay. can give the bonus to an ally if you communicate it. So you notice a few you notice a few things about these people. Okay. Um, one, they are moving with what you would call mob guts, uh, which is to say they only feel like they've got the advantage here because they have a large number of people. Right. You don't suspect these people are particularly well trained. Um, you suspect that they are um here because whoever's in charge told them to gather up a bunch of dudes and go shoot up this place. Um two. They're not any of the big three gangs. Okay. Uh, you immediately know that because any of the big three would, A, not be dumb enough to try and attack the Medicaid Primaris because that's how your people get treated. Uh, and two, are would are not wearing any kind of indicators or clothing that would normally mark out any of the big three gangs. Okay. So that immediately tells you this is some kind of up-and-comer. So... Who is too stupid to know better? Right. All right. So, question about the Vox device, the 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 hand box. Does it, the way that Voxes read in the book, you communicate with it, with anyone within a certain distance, who has a frequency has, that, that that has one and is on a frequency that you know. Right. Which, um, as a, as a hand box, you can also make direct calls if you know a specific person's box right, number. Right. Right. Would I, having the background that I have, be familiar with any official, any of the channels that I might recognize people that in were in that room would be, could potentially be on? Um... You trying to hack into the, the Medikai, like, PA system? <laughs> or that... <laughs> I'm gonna say uh roll me cunning. Okay. Isn't there like a, a servo skull still floating behind you right now? Oh there is. There is still a servo skull that's following you. Um cunning. Damn. Nice. Uh so two things. Um Ooh. The obvious thing that would definitely help clear this mob up without too much trouble uh, would be the steel watch. Right. Uh, but no. And two, <laughs> um, you probably do. In fact, you can probably just take the, the Vox frequency off of the servo skull who is following you. Fair um, enough. And use it to communicate with anyone uh, inside the facility. I will do. Yeah, I will. I will get that from him. Not to be an asshole, but what's that symbol on the raft I mean? Oh, sorry. Yes. Uh, <laughs> that's a complication. Okay. Yay! Uh, which sorry, means... <laughs> no, no. First, the, first, the, the first thing that happens is I gain a ruin. Woo! It was going to be anybody. <laughs> the second thing that happens is something goes wrong. You still succeed. You still get that information. But something goes wrong. We can choose to roll randomly. You can tell me what you think would be a good idea, 
or I can come up with something. The servitor starts speaking in tongues. <laughs> it doesn't have a tongue. That's the hard part. I mean... When I try to get the frequency, it starts beeping too loudly and attracts the wrong attention. Oh, that's what I was thinking too. Okay, good. I'm glad we're on the same page for for your. I'm so excited for you meet my next character. Um, um. So as you're as you're looking and getting that frequency, it starts to beep loudly and angrily. Shut up. I think Shut an, up. I think an hour and a half is our quickest uh, start to. Can't wait for you to meet my next character. <laughs> so far, Frontier Films history. Um, and uh, as as that happens, you look over, and while one of the gangs is throwing a Molotov at the doors of the Medicaid facility, another one is turning to see what the noise is. I am ducking. I am. I am. You know what? No, I'm fucking just. Moving quickly as I can in the other direction as I start going through the 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 the, the handbox. Uh, hello, whoever is in there, you're about to be attacked by a gang. So, <laughs> just giving you the heads up. Uh, and as you say that, you hear bullets coming coming over the air past you. Also, your servo skull may be dead. <laughs> Don't you fucking hurt Tiberius. He didn't do anything. <laughs> I'm not doing shit to him. <laughs> I'm Meanwhile, just not sticking around him. <laughs> as, you, as you run for cover. Uh, inside, uh, as the group of you are convening, um, the, uh, the group of you have sort of gathered to, to talk information. Um, and Aristarchus, um, uh, Yorick goes off with a Vox signal and a voice that you do not recognize says you're about to be attacked. And that's just broadcast in Galactic Basic or whatever. Like, everybody yeah, hears that. Low, low Gothic. Everyone hears right. that. Mm-hmm. That's very peculiar. And then you hear hear a crash from the front doors of the Medicaid facility. And like a woof of flame, I assume. Yeah, of fire. (laughs) You're welcome. That's very out of the ordinary. Hmm? Uh, I believe we should see to the the building's defense now. Sarah says. Does this thing have turrets on it by any chance? And by this thing, I mean the building? Uh, It's a Medicaid facility. It could have more, yes. It could have many more. Um, it's not typically the kind of thing that people would attack because anyone right. living on this planet gets healed here. Right. Um, so it's not typically per- very heavily fortified. That said, there are some Steel Watch who are typically on duty here, uh, and you immediately hear the sound of an alarm going off. Uh, which tells you the Steel Watch is probably being mobilized to try and help fight this. Okay. Uh, Aristarchus just looks over to Ceres because he's not in charge anymore. If he ever was, I don't know. <laughs> She'll gesture towards the doors to lead the way. Good mechanicus. He'll start walking off. Uh, 
he starts to pull out his las pistol which is very like kind of ceremoniously positioned where it should be does not look like it's been drawn maybe ever uh but he'll slowly should, kind of get that unsnapped and pulled out as he's doing that to wherever the defenders of the facility are not directly into the firefight that would be where i am headed <laughs> Oh, misunderstood. Thank you for that <laughs> clarification. Appreciate it very You're much. You're not about to go fight. You're supposed to heal us. Which is, well, anyway, uh, yeah, let's go down this way. Uh, and uh, actually, just out of curiosity, am I still hearing all of this? Oh, probably. The Vox Good. signal is not okay. done yet. <laughs> I am 100% spying then. Actually, do I know any sort of like sub-level accesses that pop up out in the street somewhere that might get us in a better position? Uh, roll me um, Scholar with an extra two bonus dice. Okay. Brilliant. That is five well, that's another, with a that's another glory. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're getting very close to maximum glory. Maximum glory. Which I believe is the number of players plus two. Yes. Uh, so yeah, when you hit eight glory, any extra glory you gain will be just wasted until you okay. start spending it. Well, we better start spending this shit then. Well, we're about to get into a fight, which is where we spend our glory. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, no. Uh, Aristarchus will basically sort of roll roll through a a facility blueprint in his head. And then be like, do I know any cogitators that get us access down so there? That I, I can... will, I will say. Um, would you like to shift that exalted because you would have only needed three? Yeah. What would you like to shift it for? Uh, let me look at the things that I can shift exalted on. Shifting. Here we go. You can say you can change whatever answer Sean uh, is about to give you to. Yes, there is. <laughs> well, you can you can use a rat if you wanted to do that, but uh... like. With one shift, you could gain information, improve quality, improve speed, or get another point of glory. Um, I would say... Yeah, what what is the fastest uh, uh, subterranean access that would put us on the other side of this fight from where they're expecting resistance? For gain information, I suppose. Yep. Uh, so the fastest, so you know several ways. And in, with that extra shift, you also know the fastest way. Um, there is very specifically a sublevel um, access that is very nearby because it, it was originally designed uh, as a way for um, injured um, enforcers of the Steel Watch or of the Arbides to bring people in from under street level without drawing attention. Mm-hmm. Um, and it it has access points like throughout the the roadways that lead all the way to the enforcer station. Okay. Um, but in particular, some of those access points are directly outside uh, on the opposite street. Okay. Yeah. Aristarchus will just start guiding them that direction then. These doors will take us down underneath the street level, and then we can uh, pop up on the outside without them uh, having to maybe get a look at us on approach. That works. Uh, you hear the sound of gunfire as the battle has been joined. 
Oh, uh, and they're shooting shit now. Hmm. The uh, the steel the steel watch has engaged the uh, whoever these rabble rousers are. Stay behind me. Directly to Cirrus. Yep. Or Cirrus. And so stay behind my bodyguard. The group of you walk through these previously sterile hallways that are now beginning to fill with smoke. Um, and make your way down through a sealed door uh, that has a uh, a number of code uh, readers and different like um, uh, access panels adjacent to it. I would like Aristarchus, please give me a test a tech roll. Okay. Access the machine spirit of this door and open it. All right. Um. Do do do. No, no complications listed yet. So okay, just flat tech. Uh, do you not also get a thing for being a uh, a tech adept for dealing with machine spirits? Maybe, but I got eight with another glory. So uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'll oh, use. You're at, all you're of... at eight glory. Uh, uh, and the difficulty. Was... The difficulty was going to be three. So. Okay, I'll use all the shifts to make it fast. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, very quickly, uh, you just sort of raise your symbol of the Omnissiah and mutter a few prayers and smash a couple of keys and the door slides open. Lovely doing business with your spirits. All hail the Omnissiah. And we're off. Mm. Uh, so, you guys... There's a, the, you're now in a tunnel access. Uh, this tunnel branches off in a couple of different ways, but you know that the, the particular one that you're probably aiming for is just a few a few uh, meters down this way. You mm-hmm. just there's a there's an exit that will lead you to the opposite side of the street, basically from where this attack started from. Um, a couple things happen in unison. One, uh, you guys find that door and exit it. Two, Remy walks up to a door. Walks up to a door that opens. (laughs) 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 Fucking of course. All right, your voice. (laughs) Three, Tina. Yes. (laughs) on the scene. You hear you hear Remy say, "Of course," as you as you begin to round a corner. Remy. What is Do you not staying? understand what stay in the There's bar? There's a fight happening! <laughs> it's happening right outside. Okay, this is awkward. I'm filling really up my entire Pokedex today. Do I, would I recognize uh, Blair on sight? Uh, almost certainly, like the, okay. like as the like as, I'm familiar like, with you are, you are familiar enough with the gang to recognize their leader. Awesome. Does she recognize Remy at all? Uh, possibly. Possibly. Roll me a. Uh, leadership. No. Roll me a. Uh, oh yeah, no, that's based off willpower. <laughs> Roll me an awareness roll. 
What are influence roles used for? Influence roles are used to requisition things. That's how you oh, okay. get Okay, never mind. Okay. I was wondering if that would work for some of these. Uh, we're already full on glory, so we're running out here. Uh, by the way, one of the things you can spend glory one is of the, one to of the, get extra dice. Get extra dice on your rolls, yeah. If you're, if you're not confident in how many dice you got. Um, so, with three successes... Yes, you recognize Remy as a as a, a regular informant uh, and ga- and getter of things. Uh, he's, a fixer. Typically, uh, he's a fixer, yep. basically. Uh, that is popular with some of the gangs. So this is awkward. Tina, Blair, Blair, Tina, you two need to talk. Maybe not when there's a fight. Oh yeah. Also, hi everyone. There's a fight out there. You may know that I are already because I told you. I'll be back. Uh, <laughs> as you, as there's you say not going to be a fight out there for long. As you <laughs> as you say that, a grenade goes off, and a wall nearby collapses. Excellent. I am. And stumbling from the wreckage are five of these thugs who seem to be fleeing from the main body of the fight and seem to have stumbled their way into your group. Wrong direction, flamethrower. <laughs> so, <laughs> She's got it. So, she got it covered. We are, going to, we are going to pick up on this fight next week. We'll keep, we'll, keep, we'll, we'll keep our glory and ruin counts here for right now because you haven't actually finished this, this, this encounter. But because we, because we had to cut this a little short because we were, we were short an hour, we will pick up with this fight Next week. First, with your first fight in the system. Bye. 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 Good. <laughs>